0: Welcome to the Not Old Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelzang and this is episode number 310. It's time to elevate the conversation about aging in place. Forget about grab bars and wheelchair ramps. Those are elements of last resort for old people. And who wants to be labeled old? certainly none of us in the not old Better Show audience. The problem with aging is that there isn't a single point at which we are officially old. All other major life events, graduating from college and starting a career, for instance, or getting married and starting a family have a clear starting point, not aging. It's not only gradual, but also different for each of us individually. Long before our hips fail us, We might be a little shaky on our feet. Years before we need memory care, we could become unsure of our decisions or forgetful. Aging is relative. Some people are born old. Others are young into their 90s. Yet, despite all these vagaries, we do know several things for sure. America has an aging population with an increasing life expectancy, most of whom desire to stay in their homes indefinitely as they age. In fact, already 118 million strong, the population of Americans age 50 and older is expected to swell by another 10 million, nearly 10% by 2020, just over a year away, according to AARP. The number of Americans age 85 and older, meanwhile, is expected to more than triple by 2060, making them the fastest growing age group in the country. Americans aren't merely aging, however, they're also living longer, according to the US Census Bureau, which says a baby born in 2016 will live to an average age of 79.9, while one born in 2060 will live to an average age of 85.6. Someone born in 1950, on the other hand, has an average life expectancy of just 68.4 years. My guest today on the Not Old Better show is Jed Miles. Jed Miles is the national sales manager for Stander. Stander is all about being independent as we age. Jed Miles is here to help us sort through some of the numbers, some of the vagaries, the myths, the realities, and some of the options to meet the housing needs of an aging population that plans to stay in their homes and aren't likely anytime soon to admit their aging. These independent Not Old Better Show audience members are interested in thriving in place and not just aging in place. Join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone, Jed Miles. Jed Miles, welcome to the Not Old Better Show.
1: Thank you, Paul. Appreciate you having me.
0: Pleasure to talk to you. I uh, I think the subject that we're going to talk about today, aging in place, is uh, an important one. I think a lot of people are thinking about this. I I have mentioned to you previously. I was at an event the last couple of days. Everybody is thinking about this particular subject because I think uh, seniors want to stay in the home that they're used to staying in. But but let's let's maybe start at the start. Give sure. us a kind of a definition of of what you view aging in place to mean
1: yeah definitely and uh, of course it's, it's such a broad term and it can be defined in so many different ways but the way I view it is, is basically to describe a person who wants to age in place at the residence they're in, and, and not just the residence they're in, but the residence of choice, whatever that happens to be. For example, we got some people in this area, obviously in Utah, where we have really harsh winters, and we call them snowbirds, and they want to go to mm-hmm. Arizona, they want to go to California or Florida for the winter. And so maybe this isn't the place that they want to age in place in their current residence. But for the majority of the people us for us here, that, that really tends to be the they, they've worked hard for these homes. They have chosen to live here of many places that they could inhabit. And so that's really what I see is whatever they choose to – whatever their choice is, their vehicle of aging, that that's what they want to do and they want to age in place in that particular uh, facility or or lodging.
0: Well let's let's dive into the numbers then too because they're interesting. I think as life expectancy increases, mm-hmm. the percentages of people that are over age fifty-five that are interested in aging in place increases. Direct correlation. AARP estimates that over sixty percent of the homeowners that are over age fifty-five want to stay in their homes indefinitely. Tell us though about that sixty percent. What is it that kind of on their minds yeah. with regard to staying in place? For
1: sure, and obviously it's going to be a very eclectic group of that sixty percent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're going to have one reoccurring thread through the air. The, through all their motivation to age in place is that they just love where they live. I just mentioned earlier on the aging in place is that a lot of people have chosen, they've they've lived in other areas, whether it be a big city, rural area, and they find some sort of medium that ticks all the boxes for them in essence in addition to loving where they live i mean a lot of these people for the most part probably have worked extremely hard to build these homes or to buy these homes and pay for them and make them a place that they can they is is kind of like their refuge after the their long days at work or whatever they happen to be doing Um, another thing to really factor into this is you know a lot of these folks have raised a family in these homes and they really want a spot for, um, you know, their pros- their prosperity, mm. their posterity. Excuse me, to to have a place to call, quote unquote, home throughout the years, and to still go there to a homestead type of situation. And, uh, you know, another thing I've really noticed uh, through my experience with this particular percentage of generation of of population is that they, for the most part, have been relatively healthy. And I don't want to minimize that statement in this conversation, because for those people who have had health challenges or have had especially major health challenges, I can most not with 100 percent surety, but with with reasonable probability, say that they're probably looking to age someplace else because of their health concerns. Mm -hmm. So I have seen that as almost a common thread through all the people who have told me they want to stay in their home and they want to age in place is that they've really never run into a situation where they didn't think they could facilitate that themselves because they have been very fortunate and been healthy for the most part.
0: I think the term aging in place is accurate. I think it certainly reflects a sense as to what is going to take place there in that home, but a lot of people might associate it with grab bars and wheelchair ramps. Right. But it's a lot more than that today. There's technology involved. Right. The aspects of livability are really important. What is it that you recommend in order to really kind of be prepared to remain in your home?
1: Well, you know, we've talked a lot about people living in the home they live, they love or the place that they love. But I think to your point there, it's so important to talk about, okay, so they love this place. How can they make it so it's more accessible for them? It's safer Mm -hmm. uh, so that they can literally feel safe in their home. I mean, I I talked about that some people um, who may have had health challenges may not want to age at home. Um, Another thing to that is if if they do not feel safe in their home, that is also going to contribute to their lack of ability to stay in the place that they most likely would rather be so as we're we're talking about retrofitting homes as opposed to complete remodels and i'll be going through that a little bit as we get into the Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. conversation deeper but a couple of things that I think um, are very important is that these people, because we talked about how much effort they put into their home and building that, they don't want their homes to look like a hospital, especially a makeshift hospital. So when we talk about a lot of chrome and gray or things that people can perceive as a hospital piece of equipment, I think people are really turned off by that and they they uh, they steer away from it for obvious reasons. And so I think it's very important to know that there are products like Stander out there, that. Will work with their decor. Uh, they're very aesthetically pleasing and they don't create an eyesore in their home that they love so much. So I talk about people being resistant to, to home medical equipment, but that's because that's what people's perception of the home medical equipment is, is something you would see in the hospital. And so we at Standard have made, a, and, and other companies, we've made a very concerted effort to make our products not look like home medical equipment. And uh, if if people do some research into what's out there, they'll see that the whole durable medical equipment, home medical equipment industry has made an enormous shift in the 20 years that we've been in business. And I've personally seen it having been in the business before and after my, my time here at Stander. So I think that's very, very important to note. Uh, did you want to get into specific products that I would recommend for the home?
0: Yeah, certainly talk about that because I think one of the things that's of real interest today is some of this new technology that's offering options when uh, when aging in place.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, we talked about people having perception and you mentioned it in your question about quote unquote grab bars. And that's what mm-hmm. our perception of a piece of safety equipment for the bathroom is, but there's so much more than that. though, no? And I do want to start in the bathroom because as you know, uh, 60% of all falls do happen in that room, whether we have mobility challenges or not, I can tell you that I have a Four year old and we're forever fighting her <laughs> for not slipping out she gets out of the tub um and one thing i really w- wanted to bring first and foremost because it's so versatile Is no longer do we have to worry about having to hire a a handy person to come in and install a grab grab bar on a wall because now we have these tension-mounted grab bars that are floor-to-ceiling poles that can be completely installed with no tools, screws, or drilling required. And that is such a huge value add. Not only is it versatile and it can be moved, but most people can put them in place themselves. In fact, we have a testimonial with one of our products where someone actually installed it who was confined to a wheelchair. So it really just shows the ease And how much thought are uh, the engineering teams and R&D teams uh, at these home medical equipment stores put in to allow people regardless of their dexterity and their ability to use power tools and those type of things we want this to be a universally accepted and universally implemented product Uh, another thing that's really interesting that I've seen a lot of lately are people are putting in when they either build homes or remodel them they're putting in taller toilets Um, you know those elevated toilet seats can sometimes have a bit of a negative connotation of them because they're a little messy so people start with a taller toilet. Uh, number one, they look really normal when you have guests or family over they really w- probably wouldn't notice But they give you that extra height in there that makes it so much easier to get up and down In addition to that those toilet safety frames make such a big difference because they're so easy to install and they give you those solid rails on either side So we've seen those grow in popularity over the years now If we want to get into a little bit more expensive but very aesthetically pleasing options We have the walk-in tubs now where mm-hmm. people can go in there You know they lock that door they can fill the tub up and have the great tub experience without worrying about well how am i ever going to get out of this tub now obviously those pieces are are relatively expensive so they even have options where they have tub lifts that you can install in existing tubs they'll they'll set you down into the tub they're a battery powered or electronically powered piece with a hand control that will lift you right out of the tub if necessary as well and so many people they're a lot like me they like they're rather shower than uh, than tub. So mm-hmm. we have gr- great options for the shower. Uh, I mentioned some of those Florida uh, ceiling mounted uh, grab bars. Uh, and we also have, really really aesthetically pleasing shower chairs we have shower inserts now that have the, the benches built into them so they look you know very factory it's, it doesn't look like something put in um, as an afterthought they also have the no lip shower stalls that you can walk right into or will right into uh, I've even seen people take walkers into those before who need a little bit of extra help getting up and down from their chair obviously now the shower wand is such a, a, a major component into people cleaning themselves who have mobility challenges. And that's just a few without getting into too long of a laundry list.
0: We'll be right back with Jed Miles, the National Sales Manager from Stander. But first, a quick message. Many in our not-old better audience live alone. And living alone has lots of benefits. Sometimes, solitary is exactly what you need. But living alone is about more than just peace and quiet. Living alone is about being safe, too. Often, those who live alone would feel a lot safer generally if there was someone there as a precaution. Thankfully, if you own a mobile device, you're never truly alone. If you have an ongoing concern for your personal safety, there are personal safety services that offer live monitoring like Snug Safety. Snug Safety is a friendly daily check-in service that provides peace of mind for individuals who live alone. Snug Safety checks in with you every day and If they don't receive a response from you, they will notify your emergency contacts and send for help. If you live on your own and are worried about safety issues, snug safety could be a useful solution. The makers say to think of the app as a modern medical alert that is designed to be positive, proactive, and friendly The free plan includes alerting emergency contacts and if you check in by your scheduled time on your iPhone app, the app gives you an awesome quote of the day to start the day positively. I've signed up for Snug Safety, the free plan, and while I don't live alone, there are lots of reasons to use the app for alerts and just the positive message alert. Today, my quote of the day message was appropriate. It wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. That's from Howard Ruff. An upgrade to the free service is available to a dispatch plan when a personal dispatcher will call or coordinate a wellness check to the individual's last known location. The plan with a professional dispatcher is $9.99 a month. So pick whatever is right for your needs. Peace of mind with Snug, a personal dispatcher with Snug, emergency contacts, including law enforcement are alerted. So just go to the website, snugsafe.com or the app store and look for SnugSafe. Remember today's quote, it wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. This quote is asking you to take it to the next level, and that's what I'm suggesting too. Noah was tipped off that the flood was coming, but life doesn't always work that way. Take precautions, use your common sense, and again, check out SnugSafe.com. Thanks, everybody. We, of course, are with Jed. Miles, Jed Miles is an expert in aging in place and is with Stander and we're going to put up links to uh, standard.com and where you can get a little bit more information you mentioned the family and certainly uh, the family with respect to aging in place is part of the decision you bet so how are adult children helping their parents or aging parents make some of these decisions about about renovation and about investment in that renovation
1: you know, I think that's a really poignant question because I think too often we're thinking that um, the person who is aging in place is the person who makes the majority of these decisions. And in my experience, it's not normally the case. We have adult children who come in, uh, would come into my durable medical equipment store with their parent or loved one and they'd be making those decisions together. So another thing I think it's very important to talk about in this particular subject is how important the adult children are on the educational component of what is out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Too often I think that we all have our perception of what medical equipment is, and we don't do the research necessary to see what else is out there. I mean, we're a nation of consumers, and we're a nation of choice. Why should it be any different for our whole medical equipment? And so um, the fact that they can do that, some of that research for them. They can ask around, they can see what's out there. They can watch YouTube videos and really do that research to find what is the very best thing for that person that they love that's going to give that person the best chance to stay in their home, stay mobile and stay independent. Um, in addition to that, though, you talked about some of the the expenditures that come along with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done a, a, a some some quick math here on basically what an entire home remodel would do, and this this entails wide, widening doorways, remodeling bathrooms, those type of things. Uh, based on our numbers, the whole house could cost as much as seventy thousand dollars to uh, to execute all that. Not just the money, but then the t- the downtime it takes and the. Um, the inconvenience that goes along with that. Uh, We've also done some math on what it would take to completely retrofit with what we feel like would give that person kind of the same benefits of a complete remodel. And that number turned out to be just around $4,000. So obviously there is an enormous gap between what Mm. we can do by retrofitting versus what we can do by remodeling. And obviously those adult adult children are going to have some fiscal, not only input, but maybe even responsibility for these things. So I think that's very important to note as we're talking about a remodel versus retrofit.
0: Important considerations, definitely. Well, you know, as we've been talking, I've been thinking rather than just use this term age in place, maybe it's better to think about this subject in another way. Maybe it's about thriving in place. So if you like that, what would you say is the difference between the two?
1: You know, I totally agree because aging in place to me, it feels like kind of a status term, a static term. Um, it implies that we're simply getting older in the same building, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. I don't think any of us want to do. And to me, you know, thriving in place means that we're able to do everything we want when we want to do it, um, and I, I have seen that in my own personal life with my aging parents and with uh, with my professional history, some people have come to me and say, "Well, I sure used to enjoy going to my grandson's ball games, but I just can't do that anymore, even though I would like to." And uh, that's not something that I want to hear. I want to create some sort of solution for them so that they can do every single thing they want to. So, uh, thriving in my in my estimation means that um, we don't just do the basics, the, the basically existing, that we don't just, we, we're able to do everything we ever wanted to do and possibly even more because now we're kind of in those golden years or in the retirement years where we have discretionary income, we have the time to do it. The last thing we want for that person, then the last thing I would want for my loved ones mm-hmm. is to be trapped indoors.
0: I have uh, just one final question for you, Jed Miles. Sure. I want to talk about this group around which there's some uh, maybe some misunderstanding. The group I'm uh, referencing really are caretakers and then caregivers. So, kind of a two part question for you. Define the difference between the two. I think that's important. Mm. And then, you know, kind of on follow on on our last question about thrive in place. Yeah. What types of the solutions should both of these groups, caretakers, caregivers, consider when they have clients that they want to truly thrive in place?
1: Yeah, good point. Um, uh, uh, basically, the definition between the two is a caretaker is someone who is a non-professional and they take care of their loved one who is aging in place or has mobility challenge or just happens to live with them for that matter. A caregiver is usually defined as a professional, uh, whether it be in a long-term care facility, nursing home, transitional care, whatever that happens to be, VA home. Um, So that's really the difference in there. However, in my estimation and from what I've seen is the products they use, the techniques they use are very, very similar. I mean, we wanna make sure that to note that all of these products that we're talking about and the modern HME and DME equipment we have available out there, It is not only to protect the person who is at most risk for the fall, like someone who has mobility challenges, but for those caregivers and caretakers, they have huge risks of neck, back, shoulder injuries from trying to handle these people who may have slip and fall tendencies or may not be able to to, uh, support their whole weight. And so there's a whole nother group here that having the proper equipment in the store, in the facility, in the store, excuse me, in the home, in the facility, whatever it happens to be, Mm -hmm. it really is, it lends to them having a healthy and happier career as well. Also, we have have shown through our research that um, those people who have the, correct tools. They don't burn out as quickly because the healthcare industry can tend to have a high burnout. And that's the last thing we want that. I mean, you always see commercials and advertisements out there for, you know, we always are in need of nurses and it's because there's such a high burnout rate so if we can give them the ability to do their job while maintaining their individual health because they have obligations that they need to tend to as well uh, we're assuring for a really strong caregiver caretaker uh, population going forward and we're not just searching for that continuously
0: Jed miles standard.com is the website again we're going to put up some links about where you can find out some more information on uh, the various points that jed miles has made today jed miles what a pleasure it's been to talk to you this is important stuff and i think uh, my audience is going to really value the answers and certainly we value your time thank you again jed miles for joining us today
1: paul really appreciate you
0: thank you remember to check out our show notes for more information on jed miles and his company stander where we will post links resources, and other details. My thanks to you, our wonderful Not Old Better Show audience. Talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody, and happy holidays.